Hello, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. With me today is Dr. Donata Vercelli, Professor of Cellular and Molecular Medicine and a member of the Bio5 Institute and the Arizona Respiratory Center. Her research addresses the complex interplay between our environment and our genes in the development of certain diseases. Today she'll tell us about her studies of asthma, which she tells me is the most common chronic disease in children, and to date has no cure. We know, and we have known now in, in the last 10 years or so, that genes um, have a lot to do with disease. We find variants associated with disease. But we also know that genes by themselves are not responsible for disease. In fact, genes uh, control the way we respond to environmental cues. And, and we find that, in fact, in a, a very large number of, of diseases, even very common ones, diseases like asthma, in fact, but not just asthma, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary diseases, hypertension, atherosclerosis, Alzheimer's, diseases that somehow cross uh, all of our lives um, have certainly a lot to do with genes. I think it, it's clear to everybody that we can't do very much about our genes. The genes are what we're born with. But we can do a lot about the environment. If one were to ask me why should we care, I think that this is why we should care, because the environment can teach us what to do to be healthier. Asthma is a good example of this. The burden of asthma is thought to be greater than the combined burden of, of HIV, AIDS, and tuberculosis. So this tells you in terms of economic burden. So this tells you what, what a serious disease this is. Now, asthma has certainly a lot of, of, of genes involved. We know that, we study them, and we continue studying them. But there are populations in, in the world who are um, extremely well protected from the disease that is most interesting to us, which is asthma. And an example of that are the Amish in Indiana, who are still traditional farmers who have no uh, big equipment, who still uh, farm with horses, and who are um, genetically uh, extremely comparable to another farming population, um, not very far in, in South Dakota, so still in the U.S., and those are the Hatterites, who are also farmers, but are highly mechanized farmers. And what is striking is that these two populations who are similar uh, genetically, because we have done the studies, who are similar in their lifestyle, so large families, same diet, um, same habits in very many ways, have two opposite prevalences of, of asthma in the population. The Amish virtually uh, no asthma or extremely low prevalences of asthma, whereas the Hatterites are um, as uh, prone to become asthmatic as anybody else in the U.S. And the difference has to do with their environments, with the environment that is, on the one hand, the traditional farming environment full of uh, animals, um, contact with plants, um, contact with, with nature in, in, in a very um, unrestricted way, versus the Hatterites, who basically um, don't even come in contact with their animals, who in fact keep far away from them. We are uh, able now to use something as relatively simple as dust from the homes of, of an Amish family, and we can put that in a mouse, and we can see that that mouse will be protected from asthma that we can induce. But if we take the same type of dust uh, from a Hatterite home and we put it in a, 
in the same but a different mouse and we do the same type of experiment, we will see that there is no protection. So something in the dust, something that may be of microbial origin, most likely of or plant origin or both, um, is responsible for these effects. So one can imagine eventually the prescribing of lifestyle treatments tailored to children with particular genetic makeups. Yes, that's precisely the idea. This is personalized medicine. This is an expression that, that people have been hearing probably more than they care for, um, would be at its best because uh, it's, it's really learning from both history and society and, and the environment to, to do the best that we can with the genes we have. Because again, uh, the, the changing genes is, is still too far distant in the future and may, may not be possible or not even desirable. But changing environments or, or having environmental products is a uh, much more feasible proposition. Thank you very much, Donata. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Leslie. Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.